everybody that's called Manhorn. This is Benjamin Wednesday. This is Jerry, co driver of the Death Monster Truck. This is David Smith with King Crunch. Hey, this is Darren Basil. Hey, this is Mark Shreya, the driver of the Devastator Monster Truck. Gary Shunt, Jr. Hey, this is Barry Mustower, and you're listening to AllMonster.com Beyond the Land. A picture or a video may be worth a thousand words, but sometimes a bigger story is not always told. We are a program dedicated to telling you those stories with analysts and opinions from those that go beyond the lens. We are AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens. Hello and thanks for listening to AllMonster.com's Beyond the Lens. This week I'm joined by Zed Horman from O'Fallon, Missouri and Dustin Hart near the home of Gravedigger in Nags Head, North Carolina. Gravedigger is one of the topics of discussion this week, as is the Virginia Beach Show. And Dustin was lucky enough to be in attendance for all of those. Great weekend of uh, events and we're going to get right to it. Dustin, give us your thoughts on Virginia Beach and go Beyond the Lens with us. Well guys, it was once a good time for my uh, yearly voyage up to Virginia Beach to check out the uh, annual Monsters on the Beach awesome event all around really it's one of the most unique uh most unique events you can go to all across the country and uh really it's always it's such a pleasure to get up there and do that show every year and uh this year was no different really it's one of the one of the best weekends we've had at the oceanfront in quite some time uh great weather all around good event from top to bottom all four shows were excellent so one of the more unique aspects about the monsters on the beach event is that freestyle is not judged so racing is the only competition element going on. And uh, Scott Hartsock had that wrapped up all weekend. Really, Hartsock was head and shoulders above the rest of the field. Uh, swept the entire weekend, winning all four racing events, which is something you don't hear usually from this event. Usually, you know, you might have one or two people winning, you know, on the events. But Hartsock was just absolutely on fire. Uh, really, the only final round race I can think of that was close was the Saturday afternoon final between him and Morgan Kane. And uh, really, Hardsock had that truck on a rail. Nobody was touching him. Uh, that truck just hooked up so much better over everybody else whenever it came down to putting the power down in no man's land. And he was able to take away four wins on the weekend. So uh, congratulations to Scott. I know he was excited to get out there and do well, flying the uh, United States Navy SEALs flag on the back of the truck. And... Uh, all the uh, military crowd there in the Tidewater area were big supporters of that throughout the weekend. And uh, all in all, there was a lot of great things going on there in Virginia Beach. And another item of interest, I guess you would say, in that weekend that you discussed with me earlier, Dustin, was the progression of a couple of the rookies in the sport, Joe Parnell and Morgan Kane. What about that? Well, yeah. I mean, as we all, have, as we've spoken about multiple times on here, Morgan Kane has done a fantastic job behind the wheel of Mopar Magic since getting behind the wheel in October of last year. And uh, really, uh, now that he's getting a chance to really leg that truck out and have some fun outdoors, uh, you know, he's continuing to progress. And I think that's something we'll continue to watch throughout uh, second quarter of this year. You know, he was really aggressive in how he attacked the course. Uh, really trying some different things, some unique things, you know, stuff that other drivers haven't tried in the past before. Um, you know, there was a couple of little spots where maybe other people hadn't thought of jumping at where Morgan kind of just went for it. And, uh, you know, he didn't hold back at all in freestyle, was really going for it. And, uh, you know, despite a few little mechanical gremlins here and there, you know, he worked worked through it and persevered and put on, the get, put on some great freestyle runs throughout the weekend, as well as being very competitive in racing. I believe he made the semifinals in all four events and, you know, gave Scott Hartsock a run for his money during the Saturday afternoon final round 
Uh, he was only taken out by maybe a tire length. You know, Morgan's done a fantastic job in his rookie year. But I think the guy that impressed me the most this weekend with his amount of progression was Joe Parnell. When I first saw Joe in Hampton last year in November, you know, it was it was pretty clear that Joe was a rookie. But right now, you would have no idea watching some of his runs from Virginia Beach this weekend. Uh, Joe also made the final round once or twice throughout the weekend, uh, competitive in racing, and uh, really has done a, picked up his freestyle game considerably. Uh, you know, at first it seemed like Joe was a little uncomfortable with figuring out rear steer and stuff like that when he first got behind the wheel of the truck, but really. You know, as he got towards the end of first quarter this year, going into his first event of the summer here, Joe's really stepped up his game, has done a phenomenal job in learning how to carry momentum. He's a lot more aggressive in the way that he attacks the course and uh, really impressed me quite a bit. Uh, you know, it's he's grown in leaps and bounds since November and just did a fantastic job throughout the weekend. He had an unfortunate breakage in, on Sunday afternoon and uh, did quite a bit of damage on a an unsuspecting jump, I guess you could say. Uh, truck launched a little bit crooked whenever it went over the van stack, and I guess when the truck came down, it kind of binded everything up and did some chassis damage as well as bending a few shocks, but the Randy Brown Motorsports crew, of course, they'll have everything back together before their next event. Well said, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Interesting points there. And uh, Ed is going to go ahead and take us into our next item of business, if you will the Bristol Monster Truck Challenge event coming up. Robbie, you alluded to the little story about Gravedigger uh, in the intro. Well, here's the story about Gravedigger right now. Uh, Monster Truck Challenge will be coming into Bristol, Tennessee, and uh, for the first time ever is going to have a Gravedigger. We're not sure which one, um, but, you know, that, it's a pretty big story to have uh, Gravedigger run a Monster Truck Challenge event. Um, everyone talks about the Monster Truck Challenge because they have unique design courses for racing, and a lot of people say that, um, the MTC is the epitome of what racing should be, so it's going to be very interesting to see what the uh, Gravedigger machine can do there. Yeah, definitely, and honestly, uh, I was checking out Monster Truck Challenge's Twitter because we follow them, uh, the All Monsters Twitter uh, follows them, and uh, it was very interesting to note that this announcement has come almost a week ago now, and uh, there hasn't really been a whole lot of discussion about it, so we wanted to talk about uh, a couple things. That will lead us into our final topic about uh, the summer shows, but... Uh, yeah, this event, is it's going to be a while before this is actually happening and everything, but i got to be honest with you guys. I don't know about you guys, but I was shocked to hear this. I, I, I'm very happy to hear that, uh, you know, Feld is having Gravedigger run at some some competitors' events, uh, you know, and keeping the trucks busy, you know. Uh, if you're a driver, you want to get out there and get seat time, and, uh, you know, wherever the show is, seat time is seat time. And I think it's a good thing for, for fans everywhere. I think it's a good thing for the MTC, and I'm glad to see that uh, Rich Schaefer and his crew collaborated enough to uh, get a grape digger out to a show. Yeah, guys, I think it's an excellent uh, move there with you know Feld Entertainment and the Monster Challenge. You know, Rich Schaefer puts on some of the best events in the country, as far as I'm concerned. Every year, the Back to School Bash in Charlotte's one of the best events in the entire country, from top to bottom. Fantastic racing and freestyle with one of the best. You know, for the most part, independent truck lineups this year will you know have a grave digger involved with the Bristol event, but um, you know, really cool to see that they're you know getting to step up and put together something like that for this event. You know, I'm curious to see if if you know a grave digger would be available at some of their other events this summer. Maybe, maybe not. You know, that's still up in the air. I'm sure, but uh, you know, it's a great it's a great thing to see. You know, grave digger is going to get back to competing at you know some of the Monster Truck Challenge events. 
I'm interested to see as to who will be driving during those events. Uh, you know, Gary Porter, uh, you know, had ran back in the day with, you know, some of the events that Rich had put together, I want to say around 2005. So be awesome to see Gravedigger, you know, competing in a monster truck challenge event. That's for sure. And as uh, Josh Rhodes alluded to, I believe he's asked Dennis Anderson, some of the other Gravedigger drivers uh, in various capacities, whether it's an interview or anything else on our site or just at a pit party or whatever. All these guys want to run a unique racing course, something that MTC is famous for. So, uh, you know, I think it goes to prove that if you you put a little extra effort into the racing courses, that uh, you can get some of the biggest stars in the business interested and checking your operation out. So, uh, you know, Rich Schaefer in the past has has sort of, I would say, overextended a few things. Uh, Not that it was completely his fault, Uh, you know, a lot of politics and everything there, but uh, we won't get into that. Uh, the point is, uh, I like what Rich Schaefer is doing with the Monster Truck Challenge events. Uh, he's keeping it core, if you will, probably about you know three shows or so a year, and uh, hopefully that grows. I liked what he did uh, with his whole operation, and uh, hopefully it gets gets back to the point where uh, he can start extending his reach again and uh, running more shows slowly but surely. This brings us to our next topic that we want to talk about in the roundtable, and that's, you know, what are what are some things we would like to see for the second quarter in 2011, as we're going to call it? Uh, you know, what, what would we like to see, you know, change? Do we want to see anything change up or what? So, uh, guys, uh, I bring you that question. What would you guys like to see for the second quarter of 2011? Well, I think the the name of the game, and I've harped on this over and over, so you guys are probably tired of it, but uh, the point remains, the name of the game is expansion. I think Monster Trucks, again, exploding in popularity. It's great to see more events in more places and uh, with more promoters. You know, Monster Jam obviously is, is A1 and uh, expanding their reach both in Europe and stateside. Uh, I would still like to see overall more events stateside. I realize that... Uh, you know, you can only stretch an operation so thin, have several events on a weekend, things like that. But I would like to see more events in more venues stateside as well as internationally. Uh, I think they just got to keep going with what they're going with and uh, and continue to get into some of these big football stadiums during the during the summer. Uh, Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio, near me, is uh, going to be having another event this year following up their event from last year. Baltimore and uh, Philadelphia are two other ones that jump out at me on the schedule. Uh, Philadelphia, another return event, and Baltimore for the first time. So there's a lot of lot of opportunities for more drivers to get experience in a big show format with maybe a little less pressure. Maybe the event isn't televised or, or what have you, but uh, the fact remains more seat time and uh, more events to go to for everybody. So, hey, I'm a happy guy if I can get out to several events during a summer season, and it's looking that way for a lot of people this year because of how many promoters are putting on shows. Exactly. That was the point I was going to hit on about the number of shows that we were having. You know, uh, it seemed in the previous years that we might have one one big show or one show period, you know, maybe once a month or something like that. But now it seems like every weekend uh, we have a show, a big show that we got to recap or something like that. And, you know, it, it gives us as fans and as people in the industry, it gives us more to do during the summer. And we don't have any downtime, which some people like, but, you know, some people don't. And and I, like you just said, I really am happy that we get, we're having all these shows, we're expanding, the drivers are getting more seat time, so when the first quarter rolls around, they can go to the World Finals or, or whatever, so on and so forth like that. So it's pretty awesome to see. And and I also like to see, um, it seems that some of the summer shows that we have seen, the pace of the show uh, takes a little bit longer. 
Uh, I know I've seen some summer shows that have run really long. Um, and I hope that the from the first quarter going into the second quarter, we, we continue with the, the pace that we've been. Uh, some people say it's too quick. I think it's just perfect, uh, but that's just me. Yeah, show flow is definitely important. And, uh, you know, another thing, speaking of shows and everything, uh, I, I sort of see an opportunity for a second promoter to jump in here and do more things stateside as well. And uh, I don't know if that's going to be Checkered Flag, uh, Ratu Motorsports, who we recently started doing a website for, Zane Ratu's operation, is picking up a lot of summer shows. And uh, that's going to be interesting to uh, to see how all that plays out. Uh, there's a lot of venues that are more interested in monster trucks. They're slowly becoming more mainstream. And I'm very interested to see how the first trips to some of these venues go. Uh, Ryan Rice of Incinerator just gave me a call recently, and uh, he's got a pretty full summer schedule as well uh, and various promoters. We do a lot of websites for independent operations, and, uh, you know, All Monsters very proud of that, all of our clients, honestly. But, uh, you know, it's interesting to look when we receive a schedule from a team and see five or six different promoters in a summer schedule. Uh, everybody's got to keep busy, and uh, I think that there will be a promoter or two even step up and run a heck of a lot more summer shows this year. You guys bring up interesting points here with the expansion of things going on. I'm going to go in a bit of a different direction here. I'm looking to see the continuance and the development of some of the youth that we have in this sport right now. And by that, I mean, you know, a lot of our, you know, rookie drivers and such. Uh, you know, we've seen, we had such a fantastic field of rookies this year that it's going to be something I think to watch for as the rest of the year goes on. You know, so much buzz right now over you know, still from the world finals and what Ryan Anderson did in his encore. We're finally going to get to see Son of a Digger running again. Uh, you know, Ryan's got a few summer events lined up, and, uh, you know, that'll be something to look for. You know, there's a lot of expectations now riding on Ryan Anderson's shoulders. You know, it's bad. You know, it's tough enough for him being the son of De Dennis Anderson, having to live up with some of those expectations, but now you've got everything. All the eyes are on you because of what you did in your encore. So now, you know, there's a lot of pressure there. People are going to expect him to deliver and deliver, you know, frequently. So really something to watch there for him. Uh, spoke about Morgan Kane and Joe Parnell earlier. Both of these guys had fantastic rookie years and are continue, continuing to develop. I think with more seat time over the summer and getting a chance to run outdoors, run on some bigger speedways and such, to where they have more room and get a chance to really figure things out, I think those guys are going to do you know, really, you're going to continue to build going into next year's first quarter. Um, and then we have some other, you know, people like Barry Moussawire, Becky McDonough, people that are going to get a shot at, you know, getting some seat time overseas, whether it be, you know, in South in Central America or Europe. You know, they're going to get a chance to run some stadium shows and stuff like that to where it can be really beneficial for their first quarter schedules next year, where they can learn more and more, getting more seat time in an environment like that. And I think that can be crucial for those people. You definitely bring up several good points. I'll jump in on those as well. Uh, you know, the, the, the first thing and the biggest thing, uh, seat time. That's very important. We've talked before about how the Europe Tour has afforded some drivers a, a chance to just get get their seat time in, and it has afforded them a chance to, after they get that seat time, head in and have a career year uh, for their first quarter. Uh, Chad Fortune, Adam Anderson, George Bellhan, Damon Bradshaw, all these people have had that opportunity, and the more practice you get, the better you get at it, uh, whatever it is, including monster trucks. So very interesting 
note there. Um, you know, another thing, some guys take the other approach and don't run as much during the summer. This is one of the, uh, the second quarters, I guess, if you will, that I, I don't see much of Dennis Anderson. And that seems kind of interesting to me. I see uh, Carl Van Horn scheduled at a few shows in Gravedigger. I see a lot of people uh, sort of running a few events that Dennis is not uh, is usually a, a mainstay at in the summer. And uh, so that's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm assuming Dennis is pretty booked up with the uh, Muddy Motorsports Park, and Dustin will be headed out to a few of those, I'm sure. But uh, it's kind of interesting to me that uh, Dennis is letting some of the other drivers or, or Feld is having some of the other drivers take over some of the other shows. Well, part of the reason you might not be seeing Dennis and something we haven't really talked about much here is the fact that uh, he's actually co-hosting and filming a reality TV show here for um, one of the networks. And that might be one of the reasons we're not seeing Dennis as much at the uh, shows for the summer. Yeah, def- it was definitely interesting to see that, uh, you know, Dennis is doing a reality show. And honestly, I didn't think of that when I was talking about it. But we'll have to do some more research on that. And uh, Dennis has not ever done the uh, European tour, as we alluded to earlier. Uh, a lot of people are going to this year. And that's another spot I alluded to earlier that uh, is prime for some more expansion. And Dustin had some comments on that. Well, yeah, I'm curious to see, you know, as the sport continues to grow internationally, we see the Europe, the Monster Jam Europe Tour, it seems to be thriving over there. They're doing, you know, a good number of events, getting a lot of people packed into these stadiums, and, uh, you know, it really seems like it's catching on. And then, as well, we have, you know, everything going on in Australia. You know, the Australians have really done a fantastic job of putting together, you know, good quality events and, you know, building up a buzz and generating a lot of attention now for what they put on down there. You know, I've been hearing some chatter about possibly, you know, Monster Jam expanding into doing shows into that area, which would be something, to, you know, something to follow and keep tabs on here in the future. And then, you know, there's also some grounds there over in Europe to where, you know, independent promoters can be putting together events. You know, we see, you know, we had seen stuff like the Pro MT Europe in the past where, you know, they had full fledged racing series and, you know, a good length season. Seems like it's kind of fallen off, but uh, I think there's some efforts being put in place to uh, kind of rekindle some of that. And uh, I'd be really interested to see, you know, what the future lays, you know, overseas as far as, you know, monster truck racing goes. There's a lot of quality pieces now over in Europe that, uh, you know, don't really get the attention I think they deserve over here stateside. You know, you spoke earlier uh, before we were recording to Carl Swallow. Uh, owner of the Slingshot Truck, you know, he's got a really fantastic piece over there, as well as some other drivers over in Europe. So really interested to see what will happen, you know, as far as monster trucks developing international this summer. Definitely a great point there. And, yes, I did speak with Carl Swallow of the Slingshot Monster Truck. Stay tuned for some news on that in the coming weeks, and uh, we'll have some more more interesting topics to discuss as far as that goes. But, yes, uh, I see some good pieces of equipment out there that can run with anything uh, that the Monster Jam folks put out. So I think that's very interesting. I think it's great that we've seen in the past Monster Jam has come out and uh, had a couple of the European uh, state, you know, home home state trucks or home city trucks come in and run with the uh, with the Feld guys as well. Uh, the more that, that knowledge is shared, the more is learned. Uh, the better that those guys get, and uh, hey, you know, it goes both ways as well, so we'll have to follow that, that will be interesting, um, you know, maybe we can get Ed to take a trip down to the Bigfoot shop and uh, 
put a bug in somebody's ear about Nigel Morris, Bigfoot 17, and see how things are going there as well. Please let us know what you guys would like to see for that, and uh, that'll be interesting as well. I, I'm very interested to see how this this expansion goes. we got a couple new venues Monster Jam's putting out for uh, for that, and uh, you touched on the Australian Tour. Uh, Jim, Jim Colhart Avenger springs to mind right away with his Aussie truck, and uh, Dan Patrick, Craig Christensen, all those names uh, – I think it's good for them. I think it's great to uh, get more seat time. They have worked incredibly hard on some of those those trucks and those operations, and I think it's great to expand the sport everywhere. Uh, you know, right now there's probably somebody out there with the with the Samson T-shirt in Europe, and uh, you know, I, I think that's a pretty cool concept that this is becoming worldwide and not just a phenomenon in the United States. For sure. I mean, really, with you, what you had mentioned with like guys like Craig Christensen and Jim Kohler and Dan Patrick with their efforts in Australia, I mean, it is not easy for these people overseas to you know maintain and run these trucks simply because parts availability, you know, and as well as fuel costs. You know, some things are a lot harder to obtain overseas in comparison to here in the states. You know, much less you know if you could. If you buy a chassis from over here, you know, how much money do you have to spend to get that thing shipped overseas? You know, the costs can get astronomical for some of these guys. And really, I have a lot of admiration and respect for them, you know, trying to get things going on their own in their own home countries and their homelands and really trying to expand this sport internationally. So tip of the cap to all of those guys. Yep. And uh, having somebody like Dan Patrick on your side doesn't hurt at all. So. Uh, he just recently had his open house and a uh, big success from what I've heard. So, as usual, Dan Patrick is doing it real big and uh, getting his, uh, his his operation expanded to Europe is a great thing for everybody involved, including Dan Patrick. So, uh, very interesting topics all around. Please let us know what you would like to see on the show in the coming weeks. We're getting right back into the second quarter. It's exciting, as you can tell, storylines coming from all directions. And I want to thank Ed and Dustin for being on the show this week. We're going to have a great show coming up for you next week. And Ed will be taking a trip to Springfield, Missouri this weekend along with Chris Kalin. So, Ed, why don't you tell us about that to uh, wrap things up for us this week? It's for the family events. You know, their four-wheel jamboree down in Springfield, Missouri. Myself and Chris Kalin will be there uh, sporting our all-monster shirts. So uh, come say hi to us. Say you listen to the show, whatever, whatnot. Uh, we'll be glad to uh, answer any of your questions, whatever. But uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be talking about that next week on Beyond the Lens. Excellent. We'll be looking forward to it. We hope that you enjoyed the show this week. And for Dustin and Ed, I am Robbie Hot. Thank you for listening to AllMonster.com's Beyond the Lens. And that's it for this edition of the AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens. On behalf of everyone here at the show, please tune in next time and thank you.